Hello everybody, welcome back to Roped In. This is now the 17th episode and I'm the host John Roper. Thank you very much for tuning in to listening to this podcast right now. I am just getting back from a boys weekend. It was amazing. Um, I feel like everybody kind of knows what you mean. You get your group of friends, you go out on a weekend and you just, you don't really think about anything, you just have fun. As you all know, I'm a huge sports fan. The group that I went up with, also huge sports fans. This is also my my friends that are listening to this. This is no offense to you. I think everybody kind of has their group of ones. Either way, these are my degenerate friends. These are the ones where, you know, we have a couple of drinks and, and money starts going around the place. Not crazy money. Money starts going around the place and sports talks start happening. Heated debates. Um, but yeah, either way, went up there with my boys AJ, Dave, and James. We were going up for a golf weekend. Rain kind of sucked, but man, did we have a great time. I did bring a mic, but did not record anything. Probably a good thing. We used a lot of bad words. Would have been a very NSFW. Would have had to done a crazy amount of editing. I, I, I'm not sure it would have worked out. But it has led me to think that maybe we will find some way to do it in a sober, calm, controlled fashion. But we were having the craziest debates um, does Messi deserve Ballon d'Or or does Holland? Um, you know what? I can't remember a whole lot of them now because alcohol is going, but I remember that was definitely one of them and we were just getting into it, having a crazy amount of fun, but we also golfed and I think I actually, we weren't keeping score. We were playing skins. I won skins. So shout out to that. It was a lot of fun. Um, honeymoon Bay. It was a great place to be, but this isn't a... What's John's Life podcast? This is a sports podcast. So today, what I'm going to be talking about is what I think about the NBA so far and a little bit of that in-season tournament. I'm going to do my best to explain it in a probably complicated fashion because I don't know it a crazy amount, but I'm going to do my best. And also going to be talking about the NFL trade deadline that just recently happened. I'm going to be talking about winners and losers and, and, and grades that I think happened from that draft. I mean, trade deadline. And finally... A sports roundup. Uh, I had fun doing it last week. Uh, I hope you guys are enjoying it. I'm not going to do it every episode, but it is also one where, again, I'm getting back from a pretty fun weekend, and I, not that I don't have time to think of something, it's more the research, because I love to do the research topics, but again, not a research one, we're doing the sports roundup, and just talking about things that have been going on. So, without further ado, sit back, relax, and let's enjoy the episode. And here we are, first segment of the episode. As I just mentioned, it's talking about the NBA and what I think about the NBA so far. Um, it's one where, again, I love this sport. Um, so having a lot of fun watching it. And yeah, let me not explain too much. I think you guys know all this kind of stuff. Let's get into what's happened so far. First off, we're starting with the Sandings. Uh, one of my good friends, Kevin, who didn't make it this weekend because he wanted to do that whole get a better career and fly thing. Huge Celtics fan. As you guys know, I hate the Celtics, but they're 5-0. and They're looking good. The new additions with Chris Porzingis and Drew Holiday do look like I think it's going to bring the Celtics to the finals. Whether they're going to beat the Nuggets, I don't know, but the Celtics are looking good as much as it hurts me to say. I've got to give them the respect, but at the end of the day, Buck Faustin. Don't like the Celtics, but you are good. I'm a Heat fan. Didn't start the year crazy strong like I mentioned in the last episode. We are 2-4. and four. 
Um, we did have a in-season tournament match on Friday, which I will get into and explain a little bit further on in this segment. Other teams, you know, the 76ers are surprising me. Not that I thought that they would be bad. They still have Joel Embiid, who's an amazing player. But you got rid of, of James Harden. Granted, he was a diva. So this is, again, where I thought Philadelphia was going to do good, but not that good this fast. They're 4-1, second in the East. Um, they, they look like a well-oiled machine. Tyrese Maxey is, is actually really surprising. Um, I think he's getting somewhere around like 25 to 30 points a game. Not at the 30. I know it's not there, but it's somewhere in that 25 to 28 range. Let's say that. So Tyrese Maxey is really showing that, man, he could be an all-star. It, it's, it's a scary one to think of. Um, but yeah, it's, it's fun to see what the 76ers have done. Uh, who else? The Hawks. Not that I, I'm surprised by them. The Magic were one that I thought were in a bit of a rebuilding. They're doing good. But again, it's early in the season. Uh, sticking with the East because I'm going through it. Let me just kind of keep going on that train. The Washington Wizards. They're not surprising me. I mean, they've got their highlight plays, but Jordan Poole and Kyle Kuzma. Not to say they're immature and I have it all figured out myself and I know what I'm doing. But it is one where, you know... I don't think that they're got the experience or the leadership qualities necessary to put together a playoff team. They could easily get there. I really think they can get there. I just don't think that they have those qualities now. But we'll see what happens. Um, so yeah, well, let's kind of move on a little bit. Let's go to the West. No surprise, the Nuggets are amazing. The Warriors are having a good season. I mean, yeah, it's always they're old, but man, are they just a good team? The Mavericks have surprised me. Don't get me wrong. I thought the Mavericks would be very good. I love Luka Doncic. I can't say I love Kyrie Irving, but his game is amazing. And the two of them kind of could complement, not could, they are complementing each other very well so far. Derek Lively is proving to be, okay, I was about to say the best big man, but obviously Victor Wembanyama is the best big man. Oh my God, sorry. Again, surprise, surprise. I'm watching the Eagles game while recording this. And, I mean, it's not crazy. I don't want to laugh too much. But Dak Prescott just handed the ball off to Turpin. And I think, like, stiff-armed him at the same time. So, to those of you that kind of are watching this game and then also listening to this podcast, you'll know what I'm talking about. But we're back to basketball. Again, the Mavericks having a really good start to the season. The Pelicans are having a pretty good start. Probably the most surprising out there in the West. Maybe I wouldn't say most, but two surprising ones out there in the West. The Grizzlies haven't gotten a win. I do think when John Morant comes back, they're going to get a bit of their swagger back and their star player back. But winless is not what I thought they would be. I thought they had a good enough roster to at least win a couple of games without John Morant. But that's what's going on over there. And the other surprising one is Phoenix Suns. They built a dominant team, but they're 2-4. and four. All of this being said about the teams and their standings, it is super early in the season, and I'm not ruling anybody out. Again, as I said about the Wizards, they could prove me wrong and sneak into the play-in seed or one of those seven or eight seeds. Um, but it's one that I'm, I'm looking forward to see where the teams end up. Uh, moving into the statistical kind of side of things a little bit. So, as I mentioned with the Mavericks having a great season, I've got Luka Doncic on fantasy basketball. Luka Doncic on fantasy basketball. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he's leading the league, I think, right now in points per game. He's... Getting damn near 35. It's not that high, I don't think, but he's getting dang near 35 points a game. Um, up there as well, Donovan Mitchell, he's getting 30 points a game. I'm still not holding him out. I mentioned it in an episode with my father that I want 
them to trade for Donovan Mitchell. Sorry, the Heat. I want the Heat to trade for Donovan Mitchell. Going to be a lot harder now that he's getting 32 points a game and the Cavaliers are in contention. Well, not in contention, but they're fighting for contention. So that's kind of what I mean. They're in a battle. Let's put it that way. So they're not getting rid of the guy that's scoring 30 points a game. I think the only other people dropping 30 points a game, Steph's having a great start to the season with his shooting. And it's God dang Jason Tatum from the Celtics. All those guys are really putting the ball in the hoop. Um, moving on to the board side. One that's actually pretty surprising, DeAndre Ayton. Now, I'm not going to say I'm not surprised. Like, I had it all figured out. I like DeAndre Ayton. I thought he's going to have a bit of a a comeback to this right now and show that, guys, I actually am kind of good at this thing. So, with that being said, it's it's DeAndre Ayton, again, is up there, 13.7, having a good season rebounding. I think he he has what it takes to... Put it together. I do think this. I, I, it's going to be tough. Not that he's going to ever be a great player, but he can be that contributing factor to a championship winning team in like a fourth or a fifth way as a starting center. Anthony Davis is also leading now. Anthony Davis has injury problems. I don't think he's going to continue this, but he's up there with um, with the boarding boys. Boarding boys. The guys that get rebounds. Nikola Jokic, uh, again, he's dominating. He's having a fantastic year, proving that nobody can really stop him. The Nuggets are, again, from what I've seen early, again, as I've mentioned early, but what I've seen, the Nuggets are the championship team. I think they're going to go back-to-back. They've got it proven. Um, The Clippers trading for James Harden was a big one. Uh, I'm going to get into that a little bit. But continuing with stats, we're moving on to assists. Tyrese Halliburton having a year. Well over 10 assists a game. It is super fun to watch. I like Tyrese Halliburton. Uh, When he got traded away from Sacramento, I thought that him and De'Aaron Fox could have done some really good things together. But it's also really impressive to see him leading the offense. Again, he's leading the league in assists. Trey Young's getting 10 or more assists a game. I know that. Trey Young's a great player. Got the shooting. Always been a playmaker. But can he put it together? And again, finally, I'm bringing him up. Luka Doncic, he's up there as well. He's in the top five, I'm pretty sure, in assists per game. I know I'm saying pretty sure a lot. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm looking at the screen. Luka Doncic is number three. I don't know why I'm saying pretty sure on all this stuff. Luka Doncic is number three in assists. He's getting 9.4 a game. It is really fun to watch. Again, he's leading the league in points, leading the league in assists, up there in rebounds, decent enough defensively, drops a lot of threes. You're going to see in a stat later on. It's super fun to watch. You know, let me say it. In threes, he's third with 25 threes a game. I'm also super happy because the guy in the top five and three-pointers made, Tyler Hero. He's got 23 three-pointers made, and he plays for the Miami Heat. I've also got him on fantasy, so a triple whammy of love for Tyler Hero. But the guy that's leading it, no surprise, everybody, it's Steph Curry. Now, here's what I'm going to try. We're going to play a little game. I'm going to say a question. Obviously, I don't know what you're saying. I don't know if you're right, but be honest to yourself. Right now, I'm going to give you five seconds. Who's number two in three-pointers made? It was Laurie Markinen from the Jazz. I'm sorry, guys. That might be really corny for what I just did there, but it kind of was funny in my head at first. And then as I was doing it, I was like, this isn't that funny. Laurie Markkinen, number two in three-pointers made. So that's kind of 
Where we're sitting at for the offensive side of things, defensively, Anthony Davis is leading the league in blocks. It's no surprise when the guy's healthy. He's a dominant defensive machine. It's just, can he stay healthy? Evan Mobley, who I really like out of Cleveland, he's a bit of a quiet side, but I think he's a budding star over there in Cleveland. Oh, everybody, we're about to watch the brotherly shove. Oh, what do you know? First down. Jaron Jackson, he's third with 2.5 blocks per game. The guy that's I really like, because I'm referring to this a lot, but I also really like him. I've mentioned him in, I think, in the very first episode and other episodes since. Chet Holmgren from the Thunder. He's fifth in the league right now with over two blocks a game. The defense, again, sticking with the defensive side, Marcus Smart is leading the league now. I hated Marcus Smart because he was a Celtic. Now he's on Memphis, who I also hate because they're very cocky. But Marcus Smart is getting 2.8 steals per game. DeAndre Ayton, like I mentioned, guys, coming out. He's fifth with 2.3. Donovan Mitchell, again, the guy I want Miami to go for. He's got 2.4 steals per game, which is super scary because it just makes him more valuable. And Miami doesn't have much to give away because I want to keep Hero. But either way, super early in the season. I do think some of these people are going to stay in the top five for stats. I th oh my goodness, he could not have caught that. Oh, he didn't. Okay. Yeah, some of these people can stay in the top five, but I, I don't think it's going to happen. So, guys, sorry. That was the last time. I'm turning the TV off. This is bad. I'm not going to do that again. Go Eagles, though. But again, that's what's happening in the NBA. And finally, where I'm going to leave this NBA segment off is the NBA in-season tournament. So, for those of you that don't know, NBA has adopted an FA Cup style of a tournament where there's a, a championship I should say championship. There's a trophy and games within the season that don't count towards like the, the Larry O'Brien, the final season winner, but it, the games count towards the records. Either way, let me explain. So right now in the NBA, the 30 teams in there are broken up between the East and the West. And among the East and the West, there's three divisions in each. So in total, there's six divisions with five teams in each making 30. This in-season tournament is also divided on East and West, but instead of location, it is just randomly divided. And again, put into three different groups within the conferences, which means there's still six divisions of five. Please try and stay bear with me. I'm, I'm not going to be the greatest in explaining it, but I'm going to do my best. So again, wrap it all up. The kind of way the brackets look are just like the way the regular season looks. I mean, they don't have the same teams in the same divisions, but it's Six teams of five, sorry, six divisions of five teams. In there, you each play each other once. The games are going to be on Tuesdays and Fridays of the regular season. So every match on Tuesday, every match on Friday is part of this tournament. Granted, whether you win in this tournament or not, that still counts towards your 82-game regular season total. So again, in your division of five teams, you play each other once. I believe it's once. Maybe it's twice, but I know you kind of go around in a round-robin style, similar to like the World Cup or, again, the Champions League, where you got your group stages and you play your match. So, after it, the winning team from each conference, which means there's six winning teams, automatically move on to the next round. And then, of the remaining, what is that? 12 teams in the conference, whichever one of them had the best record, moves on as a wild card. I know it's hard to explain, but again, conference or Division A, Division B, Division C all have a winner. And then among the losers out of those 
groups who had the best record. They move on to be a wild card. So in total, four from the East, four from the West, eight teams move on to the knockout stages. The knockout stages is held in Vegas. Go Vegas. They always want a spectacle. And it's just quick elimination. So the number one seed goes number four seed. Number two, three goes number three seed. And they just play a quick tournament. And then right away, I think it's kind of self-explanatory how tournaments work. So the dates, first match was last Friday. The championship thing, championship of this thing is December 9th. So realistically, it's not taking a super long time. Uh, the way it works is if you win the championship, you get $500,000 per player. If you reach the championship game, so you come second, there's 200k per player. If you reach the semifinal, there's 100k per player. And if you reach the quarterfinal, it's 50k per player. So with all of that kind of being said, there's incentive for the players because they want the money. It was really fun to watch because there was so much competitive basketball on Friday. I don't think there was a game that that was lost by more than 10. Um, so right away, that that's how you know it's competitive basketball. And again, the NBA makes money. I don't know too much about it. I don't want to crap on it until I see it. But from what I've seen so far, competitive basketball, that's what I love. NBA is going to make money. Players are going to make money. Sponsors are going to make money. This could be a very good thing. But it also could just turn out to be weird. Either way, there you have it. There's the NBA season recap. And back with... Segment two of episode 17 of Roped In, we are going to be talking about the winners and losers of the NFL trade deadline. So I'm going to first start off with one of the trades that the Philadelphia Eagles made. They got Kevin Byard from Tennessee. So they kind of took a superstar in Kevin, I mean, AJ Brown, and now they're taking Kevin Byard. I don't know what Howie Roseman has over the Titans, but somehow we got him. I believe we gave up Terrell Edmonds, a fifth and a sixth round pick. I'm okay with that. Terrell Edmonds was a good player, don't get me wrong, but he wasn't I mean, he wasn't Kevin Byard. So him in a fifth and a sixth, I'm happy to make that trade to get Kevin Byard. Big boost to the secondary, brings a lot of leadership. He's going to be a good mentor and a great player to a banged up secondary. I absolutely love this one for Philadelphia. Not sure what the Titans are doing, but they are getting younger. I mean, Edmonds is younger than Byard and they're getting a fifth and a sixth, but that's still not enough. I think you could have gotten more for Bayard, but I'm happy the Eagles got him. Another trade that I liked, Leonard Williams to the Seahawks. So that was a, I mean, a fun one. I like Leonard Williams. He's got his injury problems, don't get me wrong. But the Giants got a second and fifth. So I think it's a second this year and a fifth next year from Seattle. I kind of do think it's worth it. I do think that Leonard Williams is a good player, and it's a great upgrade for that Seahawks defense. I really like that one. The Giants, I actually also do like that one for the Giants because they're getting a second-round pick for, you know, a a player that does have his injury problems, and they've got good enough people on the defensive line that it's 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 worth it. Granted. I think Leonard Williams is a good player, and it's it's, it's tough to see what they're going to do with the draft pick to know whether it's going to be great or not. But for a guy that's not necessary on that defense, they're already kind of in a rebuilding season, might as well get a second and a fifth from, from the Seahawks. So I like this trade all, overall all around. 
other one that happened was McCole Hardman got traded back to the Kansas City Chiefs. So I like this one for Kansas City. I think getting a receiver that plays very well to to go back to Kansas City on that Patrick Mahomes team. They they haven't proven that they're got a lot of upside in the receiving game. So go get somebody you know knew how to play on your team. And I think that's going to be worth it. So I'm excited about that. The Jets got a sixth round pick. I don't know. I don't think the Jets... You know what? The Jets kind of got that. Because, yes, they weren't really using McCole Hardman to his best. So, at least get a pick out of him. I just think McCole Hardman's better than a sixth-round pick, to be honest with you. So, the Jets lost this one. But, indecisive either way. Because it's not really going to change the the landscape. Like, McCole Hardman's not vaulting Kansas City into Super Bowl contention. You know what I mean? So... Moving on from that one, uh, another one is actually, let's dive into two ones that Washington Commanders did, and they blew up their D-line. Knew for sure one of these two guys were going to be gone. No idea they'd both be gone. So Montez Sweat went to the Bears. When it first went down, I was like, this could be the great trade for the Bears, or it could be pretty crappy. So he went for a second round pick. Bears, I think, are not going to have a great season, so that's going to be a pretty valuable second-round pick that kind of acts as one of those late like late first round, early second round, similar to me. So this is a good one for the Commanders. Um, Montez Sweat was going to need to be re-signed soon. Um, and I don't know if Commanders had a lot of the money. They already have a sick defensive line. I've mentioned it in one of the previous podcasts. But, yeah, I like this one overall because they needed to move on. The Bears, again, where I thought it could have been bad, but now I think it's great, is they re-signed him. So the Bears got a great one out of this as well. You're not getting a player in the draft of Montez Montez Sweat's quality for a second-round pick. This one works out because the Bears have the room for it and they have the salary for it. Now, yes, the Commanders have the salary, but you don't want to tie up all of your salary on four defensive line and then have nothing else on your team. Bears... Don't really have much on that defensive line. So go get the guy that you're going to have to be, in a way, a franchise player. And again, commanders get a second-round pick, which in a way acts like a first-round pick because the Bears suck and it's going to be good. Other one that happened on that team, which I didn't think two of them were going to be going, to be honest with you. I thought they were going to trade one in order to keep one. But I'll get to it. Chase Young got traded to the 49ers. This is huge for the 49ers. So the commanders... Got back a third round pick in exchange. Now this was highway robbery. How I like that other one, the second round pick for for. I know you're saying like, oh, really? Just a third round pick? But how I was saying a second round pick for Montez Sweat was good. It's because the Bears aren't that great, and that could turn out to be a pretty decent player. 49ers are a great team. This is going to be about 40 to 50 picks later. So that's where I don't think the Commanders are getting enough. I think Chase Young is amazing. This is an absolute steal, and I hate it because the Niners can't keep getting away with this. Why I think it's also a steal is, yes, Chase Young is injury-riddled. Chase Young now doesn't have to really start every play. That defensive line is on fire. He's going to be able to ball up with Nick Bosa. And then, no, don't get me wrong, the Commanders' defensive line was also amazing when they had all four of them, which they traded away two of them. But the 49ers have backups. They have rotational players. It's going to give Chase Young the chance to rest and not have to play every play. And he is just going to dominate, I think, out there in San Francisco. I hate this trade because the Eagles didn't get him. Niners don't need to be that good. 
probably also hate it because the Eagles are going against the Niners, I think, in the NFC Championship again. This just makes them that much better. Uh, let's see. Some other trades that happened. Ooh, a kind of a small low-key trade that I did like. Donovan Peoples-Jones to the Detroit Lions. I like Peoples-Jones. I don't think he was really doing too much on Cleveland. And I like that he's going to Detroit because I love Jared Goff. I love what Detroit is building. And I think Donovan Peoples-Jones could complement Amari St. Brown pretty flippin' well. Josh Reynolds also pretty good. But Jamison Williams has not been consistent as much as I love him. He hasn't been consistent enough. So, I do like that trade. Uh, What did they give up? It was a sixth round pick. Not bad. Again, for a guy that was probably going to walk because they weren't going to re-sign him. But, I also think he's better than a sixth round pick, personally. But, maybe it's just... Some weird thing that I like the guy, but I don't really have a reason why I like the guy. Another trade that actually recently happened that that showed to to ball out this year, or today, this year, today. Josh Dobbs traded to the Minnesota Vikings for, I think it was Josh Dobbs in the 7th for Minnesota's 6th. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Josh Dobbs, no, he's not an amazing player, so yeah, try and get a better draft pick, I think. The Cardinals lost on this one because Josh Dobbs balled out today. I think he can be a pretty good player, a capable starting quarterback. No, I don't think he's better than Kyler Murray, who is coming back. So I see why. Might as well capitalize and do something. But to move up one round isn't enough. Amazing for the Vikings, though, because Kirk Cousins went down. And Josh Dobbs actually looked like he had signs of brilliance. Um, He's the GOAT. If any of my friends from this weekend are listening to this, you're going to laugh at that. No, I don't think he's the GOAT, but we were having a lot of debates about the GOAT. And then to me, it just became a thing where anything was the GOAT if I thought they did well. (laughs) I know that's not actually what it is, so please don't bite my heads off, guys. That was an inside joke. I hope these people are listening. Those were some of the trades that happened that... I mean, I don't know if that's all the trades. I'm not going to kind of get into an NFL trade tracker and do the whole thing. ESPN is there, and I'm not trying to just be a... A reporter, I want to give my take on things, so I don't want to also make this too long of a podcast. But yeah, that's what's kind of happened on the trade deadline. I don't have winners and losers on teams because not every team did something, so it's tricky to say winners and losers. But again, I love what the Eagles did. I don't think the Commanders got back enough. The Niners got the steal of the trade deadline, and I think Chicago's doing something with building with Montez Sweat. So there you have it. That's the NFL trade deadline. And here we are back with the third segment of today's episode, episode 17 of Roped In. Again, I'm your host, John Roper. If you've somehow skipped to this point and missed the part, that's who I am. Let's get into it, though. Um, First thing I want to say is the regular girls seem to have finally been paid. I don't know if I talked about it in one, so let me kind of quickly explain if I didn't or if you didn't listen to the episode. So again, the Reggae Girls had a magnificent run in the World Cup. I absolutely, for those that don't know, the Reggae Girls are the Jamaican women's soccer team. Again, they had a magical run, made it into the knockout, did they? Dang, my memory's not there because again, I got got a a wild weekend. But either way, the Reggae Girls had an amazing and and national record-breaking World Cup. Then, the Jamaica Football Federation said, nah, we ain't going to pay you the full salary. And the reggae girls now had to go on strike and threaten to pull themselves out of the next competition and not play just so they could get paid. Now, the Jamaica Football Federation did pay them, but come on, be better, guys. You don't have to wait for something like that to happen before you pay somebody what they're due. 
Plus, it was national record-breaking. This thing got so much attention. Pay the dang girls. They got paid. But pay the dang girls. Next, we're moving on to the Formula One race that happened over in Sao Paulo. Uh, I watched the start of it with that crazy crash that went into the red flag. But, you know, I kind of flip-flopped. It was early in the morning. And I think I fell asleep a little bit with the football game on. But it was an exciting start, that crash on there. Uh, Lando Norris vaulted himself up into second place and actually kept second place. So let me just quickly say, Max Verstappen won, Lando Norris came second, Fernando Alonso came third. The surprise of the weekend, to me at least, was the Aston Martins. They qualified third and fourth. Now, I didn't think Lance Stroll was going to stay there because, as I've mentioned in previous ones, I hate Lance Stroll and I don't think he deserves to be in this league. So, Fernando Alonso... Great racer on a great car, and Aston Martin's showing, like, maybe we got a bit of life, maybe we know what we're doing. Not to get life back into this season, but to, you know, build for next year. So, that's where I was excited to see Orlando, I mean, Fernando Alonso get there. But again, super excited. Lando Norris vaulted from 6th to 2nd, and must have stayed there pretty much the entire race, jostling back and forth with Pitts, I'm sure. But he went from 6th to 2nd on the first turn. Now, Piastri got knocked with his back wing. That kind of sucked, but it was an amazing start of the race. And surprise, surprise, Verstappen's there. So I always say the person that's second place is the people that are the exciting ones to see who's going to win. And I'm excited Lando won. Won my race. He didn't actually win, but second place is big, and he's putting up the podiums. Let's go McLaren and Lando. The other big one I'm going to get into, which I'm going to probably talk about in a future podcast because there's just too much to dive into, but it's a Jim Harbaugh scandal. Now, for those of you that don't know, Jim Harbaugh is the coach of the Michigan Wolverines football team. There's a big scandal of them sign-stealing. So, there's loud stadiums. They don't have mics to the players. So, coaches on the sidelines will hold up random signs so the team knows what play to call. Now, some form of scouting is kind of, in a way, watching the tape or, or having your team watch the other team during your game. And seeing the signs and being able to predict when that sign happens, I know what's going to happen. Let's let's defend it next time. What Jim Harbaugh has done has, in a way, taken this to a whole new level. Now, I'm sure every team at every level does this. But not as blatant and not as bold as Jim Harbaugh. So basically what happens is they had this guy, what is his name? Connor Stallions. Yep, that's a real name. So Connor Stallions... Uh, is associated with the Michigan football team and has been spotted at the most random events. I shouldn't say the most random events. He's been spotted at college football against watching opponents that Michigan is then going to future go up against. And he is just watching the signs and owning the signs. So yes, there is some form of defensive scouting. I mean, defensive scouting, that's just, it is what it is. Every team does it. But they're putting this man on the sideline of Central Michigan. They're 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 paying him a crazy amount of money. Like it's... It's ridiculous what's happening there. And now Connor Stallions all of a sudden is resigning from Michigan, but says that nobody was aware of improper conduct that was happening. Now, when he says nobody, he actually means Jim Harbaugh. So again, as I said, Jim Harbaugh is the head coach of a college football team. Now, if you mean to tell me that there is some strategic advantage play happening on any team at any level, the head coach doesn't know about it. This man can go into different stadiums, report back to Michigan coaches, and nobody knows about it. And if that somehow is the case, 
does that not also say how bad of a head coach you are that there's this gigantic thing going on that you just are oblivious to? So either way, that's the Jim Harbaugh scandal. He coaches for Michigan, and I think that there are big repercussions coming down from this. Guess sticking with college football, where I'm going to say USC fires their defensive coordinator after the loss that happened yesterday to University of Washington. They lost 52-42. Is it rash? I don't know. Minnesota, I mean, not Minnesota, USC has had a couple of of losses, and and I'm not going to blame it only on the defensive coordinator, but it's... There's been some defensive falls, so I can see why USC wants to move on because they want to compete. Uh, sticking with college football, it's not so much of a, a roundup recap, but it's one that I wanted to mention. So I'm going to give a shout out to my sister Christina on this one. So last episode, I was talking about college football restructuring and reconferencing and things like that. She brought up a great point, guys. I did not think of it. Football's not the only team in these schools' athletic programs. So if it's this kind of tier bracket where the bottom five teams go down and the top five teams go up, not going to work because what's going to happen with the basketball team? Are you going to have a Div 1 football team and a Div 2 basketball team? Now, again, I'm not thinking this through fully, but maybe where I mean is all 120 teams in this are all stiv, still Div 1. They're just in different conferences. So they're all Div 1 teams, but there's like Div 1A, Div 1B, Div 1C, Div 1D. That way, the entire athletic program is still Div 1. It's just a, a tiered system. And and maybe you could do it with like, I shouldn't say every sport because I don't know the scoring on every sport, but all the popular sports. Basketball could do a similar thing. Football does it. Baseball could do it. Like all those major sports. You could have that tiered system. I'm all down to change every sport and every system. But again... That is the one flaw, so I'll give the shout-out to my sister, Christine. I did not think it through. And yes, there's more than just football on the athletic program, so might not have been the smartest kind of take on my part. Another one that kind of is going on in today's news is Portland was going for a WNBA expansion, but it's kind of been put on the back burner recently. I think some of it probably has to do with a bit of... uh, NBA maybe wanting to go to up in the Northeast as well, maybe Seattle, that it's like, ooh, can we actually move another sports team up there? But WNBA, NBA, you know, I'm not getting into that. The WNBA kind of put it on the back burner for different reasons, not because the NBA, I don't actually believe that. So they were going to get the team. They didn't. It's still see what happens going on. Um, and lastly, I want to get into a bit of an NFL recap. So where where I think, you know what, I'm going to start with it. The Eagles right now are playing against the Cowboys. I said I wasn't going to talk about them anymore. The TV is off, but the Eagles are playing the Cowboys. I can't see the score. It's 28-17. Uh, granted, Dallas is pretty darn close. Uh, they, they're they probably going to try and sneak it in. They might get a field goal or a touchdown for sure. They're, they're on the goal yard line. I know that much. But yeah, right now it's 28-17, and I'm excited to see that. Uh, other exciting ones, again, as I said, the Vikings and Josh Dobbs. He put up 31 points, and the Falcons put up 28. What I don't like about the Falcons putting up 28, Arthur Smith, use B. John Robinson. Use the guy you drafted. Don't be an idiot. Other exciting thing that happened today, the Texans had a shootout with the Buccaneers, which is the weirdest thing to hear this year, but C.J. Stroud brought his team to a 39-37 win and had five touchdowns and no picks. Super amazing. And again, the Eagles are winning now, 
But some other exciting games. So the the game over in in Germany this morning, super exciting. The Chiefs beat the Dolphins 21-14. Guys, I lied. The Eagles game's still on, and I don't think Dallas just got that touchdown. Either way, Chiefs beat the Dolphins 21-14 over in Germany. Now, I loved all the press conference with Mike McDaniel in Germany because he tried to do so many jokes, and and nobody really laughed. (laughs) I'd say unfortunately, but man. Boy tried, his jokes were funny, and the German crowd just did not have it, and his team lost. So Mike McDaniels didn't have a great time in Germany. Other big match is the one tonight. Again, this is Sunday, October, November 5th. The Bills versus Bengals. Now, the exciting one, and again, my final take on today's sports roundup and episode. Don't bite my head off. I don't think it's going to be easy, but I think it could happen because names are a thing in the MVP race, and I don't like it, but they are. Joe Burrow wins tonight against the Bills and brings the Bengals on a comeback tour of the season. Joe Burrow could win MVP. Uh, so that's pretty crazy. Actually, you know what? One last thing I'm going to get into because I was going to mention it in the recap. I mean, in the outro of this episode. But at the end of the day, it's part of the roundup as well. I mentioned before the ICC Cricket World Cup is going on. Why I'm bringing this up is, again, my boys weekend that just happened. I had a friend, Dave, shout out to you, Dave. He won 600, actually, I think he won a thousand US bucks off Pakistan, New Zealand. And then it just triggered and started the rest of the weekend to be amazing. So shout out Pakistan, shout out Dave. What a win. That's where we're going to end it. That's the sports roundup. Thank you very much for listening. And that marks the end of another episode. Thank you very much for listening. Again, moral of today's episode, get out with your friends. Have a good time. It's fun just to escape reality for a little bit and just enjoy the things you love with the people you love doing it with and and get out there. You know, life's too short. Have a fun time with your friends. Do what you got to do. I don't have too much else to say. I am pretty mangled after this weekend. I'm pretty tired. I really want to get to bed. I want to cuddle my dog. I want to watch the Eagles, and I just want to be in a blanket. Thank you very much for listening. As always, Hakuna Matata.